From RTE Brainstorm, how global brands try to woo local markets. International companies often package their product with specific language and imagery in an effort to connect with local consumers. By Connell Vaughan from TU Dublin. In mid-2019, a seemingly innocuous advertisement appeared on Dublin's Loopline Bridge. Advertising Tesco's online shopping service, it cheekily read, Home Delivery, Both Sides of Deliffy. However, in replacing a famous and long-standing advertisement, Bulmer's award-winning North Cider or South Cider, the change was not universally welcomed. Revealingly, this new addition to the cityscape maintained the strategy of trading on local identity, even responding to the devinces of options presented in the earlier Bulmer's advertisement, like Kia's recent Bolia Oha Kia campaign, Skoda's Made for Ireland, or AIG's sponsorship of Dublin GAA, international companies are not averse to wrapping their product with local language and imagery in an attempt to connect with Irish consumers. One way of understanding this strategy in advertising is through the concept of glocalization, a relatively new neologism combining, as it does, the words globalization and localization. It apparently originates from the Japanese word dochakuka, which refers to global localization in the context of farming techniques. By the late 1980s, the term was being used to describe the way companies like Sony sought to avoid the unwelcome and imperial odour of Japan in Asian markets. As such, it describes the practice of international companies tailoring their products and the advertising of their products to local tastes. Typical examples include Domino's use of menu and pricing innovations in the Indian market, Coca-Cola's use of the Danish flag in their marketing in Denmark, or Nike's Year of the Rat sneaker collection for Chinese New Year. Deployed and developed by the sociologist Ronald Robertson as the local cultural adaptation and redefining of any global cultural product to suit particular needs, beliefs and customs, globalization can equally describe how local cultures adapt, resist and define themselves in opposition to global standardization. The term is thus rich enough to describe something deeper than the homogenizing effects of globalization as westernization, or to be more precise, Americanization or even Californication, visible in corporate marketing strategies and its resistance. Such resistance will no doubt in time come to be co opted by corporations such as Pepsi. We are right to be suspicious of such practices. Though glocal marketing can describe the tailoring of products to local tastes, glocalization often simply describes the cynical masquerade of localization. This homogenized standardization with a nod to local flavor, the cupola focal, has been called the McDonaldization of the world. Here, culture is shorn of its natural hybridization or synthesis, and the local is but another colour to choose, where the blend of the homogenized contents remains unchanged. Instead, unlike practices of hybridization or creolization, a predictable local seasoning is wrapped around the product. This doesn't mean that companies have not spectacularly failed at such wrapping. 
French mobile phone company Orange understandably had to change its The Future's Bright, The Future's Orange slogan in Northern Ireland. Perhaps no domain of contemporary life illustrates the scope and inequities of globalisation like soccer, where elite clubs are notable players in local marketing. Increasingly untethered from their locality, soccer clubs are the vanguard when it comes to rebranding to suit regional markets. Real Madrid, for example, have removed the cross from their crest for Muslim fans in Morocco, and Juventus have explicitly rebranded their identity for people not interested in sport. These efforts may be met with cynicism, yet they reveal a corporate sensitivity to local language and visual culture in a globalised world. Nonetheless, clubs like RB Leipzig, who are seen solely to exist to advertise Red Bull, have been met with repeated resistance and disdain, in part due to their inability to authentically communicate localism. The philosopher Sigmund Baumann has argued that globalisation is an undemocratic and unenforced unidirectional phenomenon typical of the inequalities of globalisation and went so far as to equate globalisation with a forced marriage. Globalisation often serves to reinforce inherited, imagined communities of national and subnational divisions. In these cases, the local is typically defined from above and in cliched terms that singularly focus on what will sell. This need not be the case, as seen by the recent SAS What is Truly Scandinavian campaign, which deploys a positive, global hybrid identity. As a process and corporate tactic, it is a potent practice that reveals much about the visual culture of contemporary globalisation. Recent Dublin examples show that contemporary corporate globalisation routinely goes deeper than the national market. In an Irish context, the county unit is the most straightforward locus of local identity, as we can see this reflected in the market-specific approaches adopted. The appeal of the Glocal is obvious. It offers the company an opportunity to have its cake and eat it too. Where the local usually signifies historical authenticity, the global simultaneously signifies Western modernity. The glocalised advert, as visual and linguistic analysis reveals, metaphorically constructs itself both as a sophisticated cosmopolitan and as a friendly next-door neighbour. Based on a piece by Connell Vaughan from TU Dublin. For RTE Brainstorm, I'm Paul Moriarty. Discover more at rte.ie forward slash brainstorm.